What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football. I'm Matt Miller, lead draft writer at BR, and joining me every Friday morning for your weekend pleasure, my boy Mello. And Mello, I want to tell our listeners we have an interview tonight that is one of my favorite we've ever done. Oh, mine too. He, Colton Underwood from The Bachelorette, very personal guy, personable guy. He's a person. <laughs> yeah, it's very personal. This He's not personal person. because he dove into like every topic that we wanted him I, to. I we had a list of questions for him that I thought he would say no to half of. And he said no to none of them. I mean, I think we all can agree that I'm a pretty big idiot sometimes, but he didn't shy away from any I, of the I've questions. I've also never seen you like nervous giddy before no and it happened we've tonight. talked before the first interview you ever did for stick to football was peter king who's like the godfather of football writers <laughs> and you were like now what the fuck yeah don larson sucked or whatever you know like whoever the receiver is always don like, hudson don hudson it's yeah. not that good tonight a little nervous, little nervous. Yeah. uh great interview with colton underwood we're gonna go around the league we're gonna be our top five overrated athletes not just football players athletes and then we're going to do some just the tips, but we have a couple listener announcements that we need to make first. Uh, yeah, I guess this is a service we provide. I don't know what to call them, so I'm just going to call them shout outs. And like we've done before, if you want us to do a gender reveal or whatever it is, you just let me know because I'm going to do it. Last for week, you. I thought intern TR was going to let us propose. He said no. Yeah, maybe. But I'm still I got two feelers out on that proposal, though, and they're both in. They just got to figure out how to work it in there. Uh, so first shout out for us is going to Mason and Hannah, who are celebrating their fifth anniversary today. And, and so. he wanted to let her know he loves her with all his heart and he can't wait to marry her. That's just touching. Can't so wait to be at that when wedding. When he told me to say these things, I was like, ooh, do you want us to propose? And then I was like, fuck, you already did. Yeah. God damn. Well, we're missed it. But, yeah. but we will be at your wedding. We have the invite. It's on my calendar. Mm-hmm. We'll be there. And also thoughts and prayers to Maddie, who had to put her dog down this week, which is a rough thing to have to do. So uh, her boyfriend, Dan Barnes, wanted to do something to cheer her up. So I'm going to tell an embarrassing story about myself. I uh, went back a long time ago. I was 18 years old, just starting college. New college, wasn't familiar with the campus. First day in between classes, I had to take a piss super bad. And I'm looking around the bathrooms everywhere to just take a piss. Didn't want to piss my pants the first day of college. So I finally find this bathroom and I walk in. I'm like, this is different. It's weird. Whatever. I had to go. I was about to pee my pants. So I go to the bathroom. No big deal. Walk out, go to class. About a week later, I'm going to the same class and I have to use the bathroom again. This time I walk into the bathroom and I notice that it doesn't have any urinals. So I'm like, why the fuck they have this boy's bathroom? bathroom It doesn't have any urinals. So whatever. I take a piss. I walk right back out. Next day that I have that class, I finally notice I've been using the girl's bathroom for like two <laughs> weeks. Thank God this girl walked out and stopped me because then I finally realized like, oh, there's a girl walking out of this bathroom I've been using for forever and finally stopped me. So hopefully, Maddie, that can cheer you up just a little bit. I thought you were going to tell the story when you pissed your pants in Indianapolis. No, that'll be for our next, next time. Next time. All right, Maddie, we're thinking of you. Uh, that's it, right? That's all the, well, we also, we're, okay. we're doing our fantasy suites and we have a few people that I've reached out to. They've paid in full and they've committed to the league. So I just want to congratulate Ant the Oreo. He's in, he's paid up. He's going to get his ass kicked by me because him or Dan Barnes will probably draft Andrew Luck. So both of those guys are in also Mason Whitlock, Jared Brown and Logan Holst and 
Tommy Tankers. All of those guys are in. I'm still waiting to hear back from uh, a couple people, two, three people. So maybe you'll hear your name if they fall out. We'll be looking for different yeah. people. Yeah, I can't wait to win. What do I get if I win? Uh, I, I The money goes to charity, so I think you just get the satisfaction of knowing that you helped somebody out in need. Uh, yeah, can't wait. <laughs> All right, let's go around the league. A lot of news this week. Training camps are opening. Shit's happening quick. It's fast and furious. Let's start with this. Todd Gurley gets paid. Aaron Donald doesn't. Boom roasted. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter. Everyone's like, ooh, Gurley got paid. Donald's not going to. Yeah, he is. It doesn't matter. It's not like they only have like eight spots and Gurley took one of them. The salary cap's a myth. Okay? It's not the NBA it's where you have myth. your max contract slots, so you're going to pay the best defender in the NFL. I don't know I, what you just said means, but the end of it was right. They In the NBA, you can only pay pay a player so much money, and so like you can only afford like two or three of those guys. Oh, okay. So they don't have any max slots. No. It's just... Pay people what they want. Yeah. So they'll get Donald locked up. I do think it's a slap in the face, though. Not that they signed Gurley, uh, but they also gave Brandon Cooks an extension before you get that Donald deal done. I would think that would be top priority. I think some of it also might be you have to look at they're trying to get them figured out so they know how much they can pay him. I mean, hopefully that's the case because he's obviously way better than Brandon Cooks. Best defender in the NFL. Yeah. I don't think Brandon Cooks is any good. I don't either. He hasn't really done anything. He was good with the Saints for like one year. Then Michael Thomas came in. And, and he said, didn't do shit uh, for the Patriots. Watch this. Yeah. So Gurley gets paid. That's the big story. Oh, Donald didn't get paid. Sam Beal, we've talked a lot about on this podcast, was the third round supplemental draft pick in the New York Giants. And he got hurt. Got in a little, uh, a little contact in practice and separated his shoulder out for the year. Uh, you see it all the time, beginning of training camp, these guys that have been inactive for and that's a while. The thing. As soon as you try to throw a shoulder into somebody, you're bound to get hurt. Yep. And that's and the case with him. The knock on him was he's small. Is he going to be able to hold up at the next level? And he gets hurt like the th- third day of practice. So, yeah, yep. tough look for him. Also, uh, in the college football realm, your boy Justin Herbert is my boy. Allegedly is up to 240 pounds, and people are excited. And has a lot more hair. Also, so I uh, also think we're going to have some people on the podcast very soon to talk about Justin Herbert. I can't wait for that. Uh, our girl Bree is going to come on to talk about him in a couple weeks. But Herbert is a guy at Oregon. We have to talk about it as a potential QB one. And I know like no one's super excited about this upcoming quarterback class, but Herbert might be it's either Herbert or Jarrett Stidham are the dude to be excited. About. I think they're I'm the guy shot. They're the guys right now. So I really don't give a shit how much he weighs 240 pounds to 20. I don't think there's that much difference. It's more about like, can you hold up when you get hit? And they say they're going to let him run more this year. I think that's intriguing. Yeah. He's a mobile quarterback, but I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not too excited about him being 240 pounds. That doesn't do anything for me. Speaking I want to see him work on his mechanics of, I don't care how much you weigh. Brett Bielema is now a coach for the Patriots. Yeah, this guy, this dude left Wisconsin. Let's think about that for a second and how good that program is. Because those are mostly his players, I believe. Oh, I guess, no, probably not anymore. But still, you left Wisconsin, who is a powerhouse in the Big Ten, to go to fucking Arkansas. Congratulations, The SEC. Why would you go to the SEC? (laughs) Yeah, And if you're going to go to SEC, don't go to Arkansas. Georgia or Alabama. Every year, it's like going to Ole Miss. Like, congratulations. Unless you're cheating, you're not doing anything. But we'll we'll get to see him. I imagine that him and Bill Belichick are just best of friends. Their personality is so similar. I could definitely see it. Bielema, like, our buddy Matt Bowen has some Bielema stories. 
from the Iowa days. Oh, I fucking bet. He'd be a riot. He would to be party great with. to like come and do the podcast in person. It's too bad he's with the Patriots because they're not yeah, going to let him talk to get him anyone. To we should have when he was in Fayetteville. Yeah. Speaking of people that don't talk to each other, John Gruden hasn't reached out to his star linebacker, Khalil Mack, yet. Like since January. What is the holdup? I've talked to both of my ex wives since January. Yeah. Right? Like. Come on. And I don't know what kind of communication Gruden's going for. I, what He's living in like 1990. So is he sending like Vaccine. carrier pigeons? What's he doing? Calling his home phone. Yeah. So how do you not reach out to your star linebacker? Especially like, and here's on Twitter today, people are like, Gruden's not the GM. You got a 10-year, $100 million contract as the head coach. It's your job to reach out to your best player. Yes. Especially when your best player's holding out because he wants a new deal. Yeah, I, it draws some red flags for me. Like maybe Mac isn't committed to the Raiders. Here's so. what I'll tell you. Sometimes I like to pretend I'm a general manager, right? If I'm John Lynch, <laughs> I would call Oakland and be like, he doesn't even have to move. He can stay in the same fucking condo. Yeah, and we're you don't have to you, worry about him because we're in the NFC. We're going to give you a first-round pick in 2019. We're going to give you a third-round pick in 2019. We're going to give you a first-round pick in 2020. Come on over. That's and you stupid. just got the best pass rusher in the NFL. And you have Jimmy G. Done. I would I'm serious. I would do it. I think the Raiders probably would too. Just given their background and yeah. history of what well, they've done in the good. past. We don't want to pay him. Yeah, they would bring in like yeah. Alden Smith back. Right. <laughs> or, I mean he's active, but yeah. Charles Haley. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Charles Haley stories I could tell that I can't tell. Oh, you've told me them, and I no, they're not suitable for uh, the podcast, even though we like to. The next time we have a podcast meetup, I want someone listening to this to say, hey, off air, tell us your Charles Haley stories. Yeah, if we ever do a live show again or one of our meetups, go ahead and grab that guy <laughs> and just uh, ask him about Charles Haley. Because they're pretty entertaining. They are great stories. Uh, last one around the league, Baker Mayfield, first pick in the draft. He and Tyrod Taylor apparently are living in an RV together at training camp. I don't know if you saw that story. I did. That's awesome. That's not what we're talking about. That is awesome. They're glamping at training camp <laughs> together, and it's so cute. I'm so jealous. But uh, they came out and said he's not going to get a bunch of first-team reps. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think. <laughs> what, what do you expect? I know he was the first pick in the draft, but come on. like You brought in Tyrod, who's a very good quarterback. He's going to have to prove himself, and he's going to have to do that with the second string. Like He's just not going to be ready week one. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see because expectations are huge for him. Uh, same for Sam Darnold, who maybe Teddy Bridgewater starts. Same for Josh Rosen. Maybe it's Sam Bradford. Until I mean, he gets hurt. Josh and, Allen might be our first rookie starter in Buffalo. I don't know. A.J. McCarron, what are you going to do about that guy? Or if Lamar Jackson starts at receiver, does that count? <laughs> All right. We are back, and we have, as the kids would say, a fire list. Woo. Top five this week. It's lit. Something like that. I can't match your intensity right now. I it's don't know what streets. your words mean. <laughs> there you go. It's hot on the streets, as Mello would say. Our top five most overrated athletes. And it's going to get, like, I think the best top five we've ever done is overrated artists. Because we got mad at each other. Me too. Because it was real. So much hatred on both yeah. sides of the table We there. got personal. It was you like, talk shit on Kanye. I talk shit on Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. Yeah, still hate you. Uh, yep. But this week, overrated athletes, and I don't think you and I are going to get very heated. I don't know. I haven't seen your list. I don't. 
I don't think but, so, but our listeners are definitely yes. going so, to. So tweet us at NFL Draft Scout, at Mellow Esquire, or at Stick to Football. Let us know who your top five overrated athletes are. These are ours. I'm going to kick this sucker off, and I'm, some of mine are not. Not PC. I'm just going to say it. They're not. Josh Gordon, most overrated receiver in the NFL. I mean, the dude's not even in camp for whatever reason He's it might again be. again <laughs> not in camp, and I'm sure it's legit. You needed a mental health day. I get it, man. He hasn't played a full season since 2012. How, how and is we, he not a free? Okay, I guess he's not on the field. His years don't toll because he didn't play in 2015 or 16. And he comes out last year. Okay, he played five games. He got 18 balls for a shit fucking team. I get it. That's it. It's like, At him, point, who are you going to throw it to? Him or Corey Coleman? And he's going to drop it. At some point, we got to move on from the, ooh, this guy looks like Terrell Owens. To, you need to play like Terrell Owens, buddy. Like, I don't get it. People are like, oh, Josh Gordon's going to turn the Browns around. He's a typical fucking Baylor guy that just walks out there with the shirt off. Yeah, he's cut, but hey, have you seen Tom Brady? Like That dude has the ultimate right. dad bod. Peyton he's Manning had a 40. gut his last couple years. Yeah. So yeah. I don't care. Josh Gordon, hey, prove me wrong. Please. Please, God, prove would, me wrong. I would love to see him go out and just ball for the Browns because I, I'm kind of rooting for them, but he hasn't done anything yet to warrant all this attention. Amen. Kind of like the number five guy on my list because I'm going Rob Gronkowski because everybody's all what? over him. He is not that much better than the next tight end. I will give it to you. He's the best tight end in the league. He's not anything special that we haven't seen before. He's just fucking six foot seven, likes to make 69 jokes. Here's the deal. He dances all the Here's damn the time. Deal. Do you know how many catches he had last year? Yeah, I do. 69. <laughs> and then he probably Do you know how hard it is to plan that? <laughs> he probably pulled himself from the game. Like going in, he's like, all right, I got 65. Tom, throw me the ball for four completions, then I'm done. I'm out. He has also only played one full year, and it was 2011. He's he, hurt all the time. He doesn't block. He's a very big tight end. I think early in his career he did, and then Hernandez killed that guy, and it just <laughs> Yeah, the so like, changed. he's a very good tight end, but he's not like the best tight end we've ever seen. He couldn't hold Tony Gonzalez's jock. You think Currently, Travis Kelsey is better? No, because I also kind of think he's overrated. Oh, oh, I think we're just kind of in a shitty tight end <laughs> era. It's a bad era. Yeah, I mean, Zach Ertz. Come on, buddy. I'm sorry. I watched Jason Witten play for like 15 years. I have a high standard. Yeah, that's true. But he caught 69 passes last year, Mello. Congratulations. He didn't play 16 games. I'm going to go football with number four now that I've learned what soccer is. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> oh, thanks, TR. David Beckham, you're good looking. Your wife's hot. You have a funny fucking voice. You do have great hair. A lot of tattoos I'm a fan of. You're not that good at soccer. No, he's not. It's like, oh, you're hot, but you suck at your sport. Hey, that doesn't work in football. Like, no one cares. Well, does it, though? Because there's this guy in Houston named J.J. Watt, and he's ripped out, and he does all this charity work. He doesn't fucking he play either. He lives minor, okay? I get it. So he's my number four guy on the list. Wait, I'm really? Going, yeah, J.J. Watt. I think he's incredibly overrated. I loved him his first, like, three years Recency in the league. Recency bias over here. But he's shit anymore, and everybody still talks about him like, oh, he's finally healthy. He hasn't played in forever. I don't give a shit. Don't talk to me about J.J. Watt. Yeah, he went from being a chubby Wisconsin kid to being just a fucking ripped-out monster. Like, it looks good. It don't play, though. And he's been hurt. It's weird. Where it all happens. But he did have 20 and a half sacks his second year, 17 and a half. He's had 20 and a half two times. 
Yeah, that was a long time. He ago, hasn't though. played in two years. So yeah, you're yeah. here's here's my rebuttal. Jadavian Clowney's better right now. Oh, definitely. Until JJ Watt gets back on the yeah. field, like don't I don't even want to hear about it. It's like Andrew Luck throwing footballs, which I finally saw today, but I want to see it in a game before I actually get back on that train. All right. My next one. And one of the like iconic memories of my childhood is watching NFL films when I skipped school, watch ESPN all day, watch NFL films. And you always see the 85 Super Bowl. Yeah, Bears, Bears Patriots. And it's the whole story. Walter Payton doesn't score a touchdown, but this fat gap toothed <laughs> defensive tackle name, William Refrigerator Perry, scores a fucking touchdown. Payton doesn't score a touchdown in his only Super Bowl. Thanks, Ditka. William Perry does. And I want to tell you, he might be the most overrated NFL player of all time. Because he's iconic, but he was not actually good at football. I'm I'm with you. Like, I don't get what it is. And I was born in 87, so I can't really talk about 85 Bears. But just not what good. did he do? Like, he wasn't even, like, that big of a guy to He was 63, 35. The, the nickname Refrigerator. Like, okay, yeah. Give me Vince Wilfork. If it weren't for the nickname and him being like on the 85 Bears, he's nothing. No one even knows no, who he is. Exactly. So whatever. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'll, I'll dip back into like a throwback too because we talk about all-time great quarterbacks sometimes. And this guy gets mentioned in like a top 10, but he didn't do shit except for run his mouth and try to hit on Susie Colbert. I'm going <laughs> Joe Namath because if he doesn't talk about winning the Super Bowl before they played in it, He's fucking shit. Like, that was just a team win. I get it. You upset the Colts, but you didn't really do anything after that. You threw a shit ton of interceptions in an era where people didn't throw interceptions. He led the NFL in interceptions four times in his career. Yeah, so I mean, he wasn't yeah. anything special. He was just very flamboyant. What's weird is, like, I mean, you would almost compare him to, like, an early Brett Favre when they both got in trouble for talking to ladies. <laughs> yeah, but ooh, for the Jets. Whatever. Something about those Jets quarterbacks. Sorry, Watch Sam, out, Sam Darnold. Darnold. God, I cannot believe Mark Sanchez dodged that bullet. Uh, I'm with you on Joe Namath. I completely agree on that one. I'm going to go current quarterback as my number two most overrated player. I think he's the most overrated player in the NFL today. All right? When you think of the best young quarterbacks in the game, right? Uh, Derek Carr, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff. Mariota. Mariota. Inevitably, though, people will mention Jameis Winston. And I don't know why. I don't either because he hasn't done anything. Nothing. And even like we've talked before, Hard Knocks made him out to be this great leader. And like, oh, he's he's figured it out after Florida State. What people forget about that season of Hard Knocks is them motherfucking him for all the picks he threw in practice. And he did yeah. the same thing in games. Yeah, they, they did the same thing in college. Pull him into meetings and be like, Jameis, what are you doing? And then they would spin it to like, oh, he's something great because he's he a great talk. leader. Like, whatever. He doesn't even make sense when he yells at people. Oh, he does W. No. Whatever. He, he's not. He's not good. We get tweets all the time. Like, do you think Jameis turns it around? A, he suspended four games. B, I don't. Is it Connor's hot take that they're all gone after this season? It's not a hot take. Yeah, I prediction. totally agree. Yeah. I agree with it, too. Like, I think after this year, Jameis is gone. Head coach is gone. I would take Mario over gone. Jameis so fast. I would, too, but I also don't think Mariota's done much, either. I get that he beat the Chiefs, but... Well, that was a, yeah, that was a running effort. Yeah. Like you haven't done they neither of them have lived up to their hype at all. Because we agree. everyone thought like this is gonna be such a great quarterback class. You have Jameis, you have Mariota, you can't lose. Well, turns out 
Neither one of them are really that great. Uh, For me, I'm dipping back. I haven't gone athlete yet, so I was trying to think of just people that are overrated, and this is from an era that neither of us lived in, but I'm going to go with boxing because this motherfucker went undefeated and everybody thinks it's special. Rocky Marciano. You beat no one. He is like Floyd Mayweather. There was no one to beat. He beat an old ass Joe Lewis. I can see you typing over there. Like, who did he beat? I'm, the he answer didn't is lose. That's the point. No one. But who did he beat? Scrubs. He didn't lose. That's but it. He didn't fight anyone special. So look at Floyd Mayweather, who has no one in his weight class that is worth a shit. Because Dale Hoy is old, Pacquiao old. He just has no one to fight. That's what Marciano was doing too. All these good boxers were already punch drunk and washed up. And then he came in and he beat some of them. But he didn't have to fight guys like Ali. You know what? I'm going to be honest. I've not maybe ever looked at his fight record. And it's shit. You don't recognize like anybody it's except for Joe really Lewis. really bad. And a lot of old, them were old. Very old. So everybody talks about, like, the only undefeated boxer of all time. Like, whatever. Not special. You're overrated. Congratulations. They made a movie kind of based on you loosely. Yeah. That is a boxing movie. Yeah. Yeah. He beat Joe Lewis in his last year of boxing. Like, he kind of retired Joe Lewis. Yeah. That's nothing special, though, because Hmm. he was already on his way out. He fought Jersey Joe Walcott twice, and he was, like, 38 and 39 at that time. Yep, swayed your opinion, didn't Holy I? Sh- you learn something <laughs> new every day. I'm g- I'm Next one's a hot this. one. People are going to be pissed off. I at you. don't know if I'm ready for this. Okay. I understand that sometimes we've talked about it with musicians before. Sometimes you, you clock out or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about them. And it increases your appeal uh-huh. because you, you uh-huh. died young and it's like, oh, what might have been? Uh-huh. Sean Taylor. Uh-huh. If I get asked one more time, if he was the best safety in NFL history, my head is going to fucking explode. No, he wasn't even the best safety when he played in the NFL. He wasn't even the best safety at Miami. He had, you're right, he had great potential. We've talked to some of World his teammates before. Potential. World class. He was not the best safety in the NFL when he was alive. And it's tragic that he had really turned his life around and then it was cut too short. From no, wasn't his fault. Yeah, People broke in his house. He wasn't supposed to be there. He got shot, tragically died. It's heartbreaking because I would have loved to seen what he would have become. But he wasn't the best safety. Right, but he didn't do much in the NFL. So you want to talk about Ed Reed, Earl Thomas, Ronnie Lott. Troy Palomalu. I can't say his name. Thank you. (laughs) Got your back. (laughs) Brian Dawkins, Leroy Butler. Steve Atwater. Steve Atwater. Like John Lynch. Yeah, there's some guys. So I'm with you on this one. Every, you're right. Everyone talks about him like, oh, have you ever seen a prospect better than Sean yes. Taylor? Like, he did some amazing things, and he was 6'3", 220. Like, he he had everything going for him. He just really he hadn't put it together yet. And he so, so started to. Like, yeah. So, like, my Nirvana take, his life, his career was cut short, which is tragic, and it sucks. But that tends to make people overrate the person. Because they think like, oh, they could have done something so great, but they didn't. And you don't know, like Sean Taylor may have washed up in like two years after that because that body and the way he played. So you can't lump him in there with guys like Ronnie Lott. And he he may have gone on. That last year in Washington, I remember uh, talking to Matt Bowen about this. Uh, used to work at BR, he's at ESPN now. We were together for a long time. We used to just sit around and drink and talk football. And he was with Sean in Washington. 
And that 2007 season, he had like five picks before he got hurt and then before he got shot. And it was like, okay, he's figured it out. Like, this yep. is it. it he's going to be amazing. And it's it's unfortunate that we never got to see the culmination of his career. But stop telling me he's the best safety of all time. Stop telling me he's a top 10 safety of all time. Well, any, Yeah, and anytime we get a big safety prospect coming through like Jamal Adams, like, oh, he's the next Sean Taylor. Give yeah. it a rest. Give it a rest. Cool. Might be the next Rod Woodson. My next guy, I think this is your gonna, number one. It's going to blow some minds here because I do love him and I think he was fantastic and he played for one of my favorite teams. But Bo Jackson never really oh. did anything in football or baseball. That's why That's he's, he had this whole campaign of Bo knows. Well, the motherfucker made like one all star <laughs> yeah. game he in Kansas know. City. Like, great, you're a royal and I love it. But you didn't do much. Like, that was an athlete built around a Nike campaign, and everyone bought into it. He was a great running back, but again, career got short. He had to battle there with Marcus Allen. I don't he think he Marcus was that Allen great. Fullback. Yes. Thanks, but, Al Davis. But he's just, he's overrated when you talk about like special athletes and two way stars. Like, he wasn't the best at either of his sports. He was, I don't even think he was the best running back in his era. Kind of like Dion. For baseball, yeah. Kind of like Dion. Yeah, Dion was a shitty baseball player. I'm surprised he didn't make your list. He almost did. He was he was like, but I didn't because I think he's the third best corner of all time. And I think without him, you don't even like truly value a shutdown corner. Yes, he was like the first guy that you could just put out there on an island and say, okay, I think early, you don't have to play the run. You're just going to shut down receiver number one. Well, true, because Ronnie Lott was actually a tough motherfucker and could play the run, so it was different. But Ronnie Lott was the first shutdown corner. Kind of, but he, he got moved to safety. And if you talk about Ronnie Lott, like what's his position? Safety. You think of him, he is a safety. Rod Woodson, early Rod Woodson, corner. Same I, but he wasn't Dion. Well, he couldn't cover like Dion. I know he couldn't. Tackle. Yeah. And I know he had no run support, but what he did is what corners do today. Yeah. This is your responsibility. This is your guy. Don't let him catch the ball. So you know Charles Woodson is, I think, the greatest corner of all time. Yeah, but I think you're biased. I think Revis is number two. Revis is very good. He's probably underrated. Yeah. Because what he did for his short time with the Jets was special. Yeah. People hate him because he got Revis Island was a real fucking thing. You could not throw his way. And I think Dion's probably third. I'll let you have that, but I, I still think he's the best corner of all time. Champ Bailey might be fourth. I think I've thrown out that argument on Twitter before and got got some heat on it. So you you might get some hate for that one. All right, everybody. I've never seen Mellow Giddy for a guest before, and we've had some big names on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I mean we've had some names. Guys that we thought might be future presidents, and I'm like, I don't give a we've shit. We've had Hall of Famers. But you give me Colton Underwood, and I'm like nervous. I'm He's short of breath. sweaty. It's great. For our listeners who haven't watched The Bachelorette, one, what the fuck are you doing with your lives on Monday nights? Two, Colton was our favorite. Week oh, one. Oh, definitely. Bro walks out the limo. We're like, this is the guy. Yep, winner. Two-time All-American at Illinois State. Played in the NFL, killer smile, great eyes, and spoiler alert, he went home early. But Colton, thank you for making time to talk to us idiots tonight. Man, you guys are making me blush over there. That, what, a, what an intro. That, that, you know what, that beats some of like the intros I had in college. That, that should go on a highlight for you right there. We would give you a rose, I'm just saying. Uh, hey, and I will accept your rose every time. That, that means you're going to be a reoccurring guest for us here, right? Like we can call you and just <laughs> hey, whenever you want. You let me know. 
You let me know when you need me. I'm there for you guys. All right. Like, can somebody write that down? He just yeah. said that to me. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I need, can we get that a contract? <laughs> oh shoot. Uh, we do want to get to know you a little bit here and talk to you about your Legacy Foundation. All the great things. If people haven't uh, watched you on the Bachelorette before, you are doing some great things with cystic fibrosis. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, man. So uh, when I was with the San Diego Chargers. I was always active in the community. And I guess my whole entire career, I was always active and um, giving back. But um, my rookie year, my little cousin was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis. So I decided to really take that on and um, use my voice, my platform of being a professional athlete to give back. Uh, and CF, you know, it sort of, it started, you know, for my cousin. And I built so many great relationships with so many CF warriors around the country that, you know, now, it just continues to inspire me every day to, to help them out. So the Legacy Foundation is inspiring life through cystic fibrosis. And I'm just there, to, you know, to tell people, you know, hey, it doesn't need to be CF, but find a passion, find what motivates you and helps others at the same time and go do it. Man, you talk about giving us a good intro here. I'm ready to run through a brick wall for Not you. A joke. <laughs> uh, I, get, I get paid tonight. I'm ready to just make a donation. So, all right. So we have to talk to you about The Bachelorette, obviously, because... I mean, you did, uh, I think you were fourth, I guess, if you make it a competition, you were the fourth guy left standing and yeah, we're yep. saying she made a mistake I just want, on record. Just want to say it, but it, it was like a notable season because I don't want to put words in your mouth, but there were some people in there. I hated this season. One of them was Jordan, obviously. Uh, who was the most annoying guy for you? I mean, for people who like, what is it? It's you and like. 30 it's like 30 guys or something just thrown in a room and this girl has to pick some of them are complete clowns who was the most annoying guy for you yeah um i mean obviously i don't i don't like talking about annoying guys or haters or anything like that because you know i don't even want to give them attention but for me i think straight up you know going through this process it was jordan because you look at you know what i was looking to get out of this experience and i was really putting myself out there as being open and honest to about who i was um, and I'm not saying Jordan wasn't, but it was just his actions were coming off as, in my eyes, disrespectful and annoying when, you know, that's like you trying to go on a date, but the table next to you sitting there, you know, flicking paper straws at you the whole time. You're like, dude, what? it's like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like it gets, it gets to that point where you finally snap. And I have a long fuse. It takes, it takes a lot, like a lot to get to me. And finally, I think you guys saw it in Utah. You know, I just, it got to a point where I was just like, man, fuck this. Nobody else is going to say shit to this clown. I'll go do it. And um, that's what I did. And he tweeted the other day that he was going to run you over. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you, he did. You know, Jordan's got a lot of, you know, Jordan's got a lot of talk. You know, I think, you know, if, if we want to make something for my charity, I, I know some people we could pad up. I still got a couple extra helmets and some pads. And, you know, we give, you give us 10 yards. I'll give him the ball and just let me hit him hard for charity. I think that would be a good money maker. I'm, the, yes. I'm there for that. Like, we'll I'll come record on it too. Yeah. I'm looking at a Texas Longhorn helmet right now that you could wear. I don't, yeah, if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's not for me at all there we go. or anything. But uh, we we definitely uh, shared your feelings with Jordan. He was just very annoying, and I don't even know how a guy that could look that goofy as a male model. But uh, I, I won't get into that. Obviously, Becca is the girl on this season that we're talking about, and she did send you home early. Spoiler alert! Uh, what are your thoughts on her just after the whole relationship ended? Yeah. Um, I obviously, I still have a lot of love and respect for her. I really do. Uh, I know, you know, she caught some heat with, you know, the whole handling of my virginity and some other aspects of the show, but, uh, she was somebody who was so genuine and passionate when it comes to 
really listening and taking things in. You know how you could you could sit at a table and you could sit and have a conversation with somebody. You could tell if they're really listening or not. Uh, and that was her. She always asked follow-up questions. She, and when she asked those questions, she really wanted to know the answer. She wasn't just doing it to contribute to the conversation. So I think she was awesome. Obviously, I fell in love with her. And um, I still have the utmost respect for her. I mean, you talk about her listening to you and asking the questions. So I think I have to ask the hard question that everybody wants to know. Um, is it true if you don't use it, you lose it? Let me tell. Let me tell you what I haven't lost any. I haven't lost anything, buddy. I still, I still got it. So we're good. No, but you mentioned, man, like it became a big deal that you came out and you put yourself out there and you said, "Hey, uh, I'm a virgin. I'm waiting for the right person." And it was, it was fascinating to watch the reaction on Twitter as that played out live on TV. And um, there were, it, it felt like ABC kind of did you wrong. Like it, it made it out to be a negative almost. Uh, was that your feeling that you got from like the other guys there from her, uh, from the producers? Cause I mean, obviously, you know, everything's made for TV, but did, was that like a positive experience for you really putting yourself out there like that? So here's, here's what I'll say about that. Um, I didn't let them know in casting that I was a virgin and they didn't really know I was a virgin until probably week two of the season uh, as far as production goes. So I don't think like it was a, it was strategically, you know, to cast because they knew I was a virgin. There's only a handful of people who really hundred percent knew I was a virgin. Um, you know, watching it back, uh, it was very therapeutic and it was very good for me. Uh, despite people's reactions, whether they wanted to call me, whatever they say, I'm lying, whatever they have to say, if they thought it was great, that's good. Good for them. I appreciate you. I, I just, it's something awkward to talk about because I'm not trying to prove a point and it's just part of who I am. It wasn't supposed to be a big ordeal, but you're right. I mean, ABC used that, um, you know, to tell my story, and I guess that's what they like to focus on. Uh, I do want to ask, though, you you kind of spoke in the past tense there. Does that mean you've you've found a lucky lady? Uh, you're gonna have to watch Paradise to find out. <laughs> oh, no, no I, I will say this. I, I'll go. I'll go on record. I still am a virgin. Oh man! Congrats. Well, we're gonna watch Paradise either way, regardless. You're gonna hey, Paradise. Paradise is a good one. You guys are gonna enjoy it. Well, that leads to my next question. How's Tia? Uh, you know, I think you're gonna when you watch Paradise, you're gonna see a lot of conversations that need to be happen uh, that need to ha- uh, happen because I had a lot of questions in that moment. I remember being so frustrated and so uh, confused when Becca broke up with me and mentioned. You know, they didn't air that, but it did, she did mention to me that you know Tia she saw Tia that day. So for me, I always had that, you know, in the back of my head, like, damn, I wonder if that had anything to do with the breakup. Why did Tia come back and do that to me? And it, like, what, I mean, what's there? So I had a lot of questions for Tia and I think you get those answers in paradise. Well, I can't wait for fucking paradise now. I Cause I, I just assumed that when you went there, it would be just like automatic hookup for you and her. She was my favorite of the Same. girls from the bachelor. And you were obviously me my favorite from the bachelorette. Uh, what are your thoughts on Ari? I know you probably watched that season as well. And the guy seemed like a total douchebag to me. Yeah. You know, I actually, I tweeted um, that during that season before I even knew I was going on the show. And I, it was the same thing. It was just, Ari was boring. I mean, he had, he had one side to him and it was just a boring monotone. Uh, I mean, you're on TV. Like you have to understand that aspect. You have to bring some personality. You have to bring some heat. Uh, I think, you know, you saw even in the opening, like Tia challenged him with a joke and he didn't even get the joke. It went over his head. It's like, dude, come on. Um, if you're ever going to be the leader, you just, you have to bring it. And I felt like the whole season he didn't. Uh, so you're talking about the bachelor. Any chance we get to see you as the next bachelor? 
you're going to hate this, but it's a media trained answer and I'm going to give it to you. You're going to have to watch Paradise and see how that <laughs> yeah. unfolds. No, I, under- answer that question. I understand there's probably yeah, some things but, that you can't but, talk but real, about. But, re- but realistically, um, I had a great experience on The Bachelorette and with the ABC franchise. What, you know, what it's allowed me to, how it's allowed me to grow as a person has been unbelievable. So I definitely, you know, enjoyed my time there and it's not out of the question. All right, football question for you, man. And they tried to like play up the football stuff, right? Like it's you and Clay Harbor and you got the, the guy from Pro Football Focus. So who's the oh, yeah. better football player, you or Clay Harbor? Uh, you got it. I'm giving that to Clay all day. Uh, I mean, look at look at his stats and look at what he's done in the league. You know, that's one thing that that really gets me is, is some of these articles out there um, do me no justice when they call me an NFL star. It's like, dude, I was on the practice squad. I knew my role. I was a tryhard. But I embrace that. I made my guys and my teammates better, and I know who I am. So when they say, oh, NFL star, I'm, like, looking around like, you guys are really, like you guys are doing me dirty by, by calling me a star because I, that's the last thing I would consider myself. So to answer your question, play Harbor all day. The dude's a beast. She's a freak, and he's going to make uh, some teams very happy this year when they pick him up. So how pissed were you when you realized, I don't believe you were on the group date when they actually played football against each other. Were you upset to learn that they yeah. actually did it? Did you see? I went to the spa day, dude. I went to the spa day over the football day. I'm sitting there like, are you? I said, are you fucking kidding me? I have to go paint toenails, and these guys go get a, hit people. Yeah, you could but, have had your chance to like yeah, run some people over. I would have. I would have loved. I would have loved to be on the other side of Clay and just had some fun, man. Take it back to the good old days. So, what do you think your pro football focus grade would be as a bachelorette contestant? Because you know they they give you like the plus minus for everything. So yeah. Um, it depends on what they would be categorizing and grading on. I think early on, I was probably at a C or D, um, you know, just with everything that was, was going on, but I think I finished strong and I was, I stayed true to who I was. So overall I'm giving myself, I give myself a B plus. All right. There you go. I think, I think you're solid there and it is a, it's training camp season. Uh, so is there anything that you can tell us from your experience when you went through training camp? I know you were with the Raiders and also the Chargers. Uh, what was that like for you? And can you tell our listeners uh, just kind of the experience you have with it? So uh, training camp is unlike anything. You, you can't compare training camp to anything. It's a beast of its own. It's something that you really can't even pace yourself for. Uh, early mornings, late nights, mentally, physically exhausting. Um, you know, with both teams that I was on, you know, they, they try to staff up as much as possible, but still, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're living in that facility, um, all the way around. If you want a shot at making that team, I mean, you're living in the film room and you're not in the film room, you're recovering and when you're not recovering, you're sleeping. So training camp, you can't even describe training camp. It's, it's something that, uh, the fans only get to see you practice, but right after practice, you're going in there and you're, you're going watching film, you're going to recover. So it's a, uh, honestly, it's a 15 hour a day job. All right, last question we got for you, buddy. It's probably the the one people are going to remember your answer to the most. Trust me. What's your Super Bowl pick for this year? Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, damn. You're just growing more popular by the minute. Yeah. Every time you talk, I like you more. I love what the Jaguars are doing down there with Blake Bortles. All right, man. Definitely get on Twitter. Follow this guy at Colt35. Check out the Legacy, uh, founded Legacy Project that he's doing. Absolutely appreciate your time, man. We're all huge fans. I can't wait to see what you do next. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. I love talking football and I love talking relationships now. So (laughs) thank you. (laughs) All right, man. Take care. All right, folks. It's time for just the tip. And as a friendly reminder, every week, we are not 
trained experts in the fields of psychology, psychiatry, sobriety, <laughs> or marriage. <laughs> no, but we've done them a time or two. So one of them. Maybe you, you can take our advice, but if you do something that's stupid and gets you in trouble, you can't sue us. Disclaimer, because you don't have to listen to it's us. It's a humor segment. <laughs> it's yeah. funny. Don't take it literal. So yeah. first one. Plausible deniability. We're going with our boy, Antha Oreo. This guy contributes to the show probably more than I do. He wants to know, how do I tell my boss he's a dick without being fired? You can't. <laughs> I don't know that there's mm. any way that you can talk to him. Maybe you nope. could say something about like not liking his management style or do it from like a third person. Like, oh, I think I there's, heard. Some, there's some people in the office that maybe are talking some shit. I did see Antha Oreo post on, I think, Twitter or in the Instagram a photo of himself in a stick to football t-shirt. Oh, I appreciated that. I love it. Anytime I see a stick to football t-shirt. I don't know so. how to answer that question though. So, cause my bosses are all great. So, I, I don't know. I would just you. think that you can't just straight up call him a dick, which is sad. I, maybe you try doing like the ask for a meeting and just be like, Hey, I feel like maybe you're unhappy with my performance. Is there something I could do better? I think then you open up the door to like some shit. You might not be ready for. I don't know then buddy. <laughs> yeah so good luck i would just say maybe talk about how there are some differences with uh, some people in the workplace you don't have to say like yeah. i'm having some problems with you but just maybe you've noticed some things that people aren't happy with yeah or just try to like buddy up to them and maybe they won't be a dick to you next question from an anonymous user listener reader uh <laughs> what do you do if a coworker that you're not a fan of ask you for a letter of recommendation so they can get a new job in another state uh, sounds like you should write that letter of recommendation. Yeah, man. You if give you don't the, like them, this is your out. And it's like Jim and Pam. You give the best letter of recommendation or re- fake resume that you have can, a, and then boom, they're gone. See ya. Bye. Then you don't yeah. have to worry about you it You break anymore. your back getting them that job. Yeah. And then they're gone. This reminds me of a story. I used to work with a guy, and I, I knew I was going to be leaving the job and starting teaching. Uh, so I asked him if I could use him for a reference. And he was like, oh, well, yeah, of course. I mean, I legally have to. I was like, wait, what? He's like, I, well, I legally have to give you a, a good recommendation. So I just started talking to him a little bit more about it. This dude thought you actually had to give, legally give a good no. letter of recommendation. No matter what you thought of the person that you couldn't say any shitty stuff about him. I don't even think that's true. If it is, that's fucked up. So if I ever need another job, he's definitely going to be on my resume because he thought it was illegal to give a bad one. But definitely give that good one. Yeah. Okay. Get that worker out of there. Yeah. Do that. Uh, You're taking a drink. I'll read this next one. I'm recently out of college and had to move back home to save money while paying off student loans. I started seeing this girl I'm pretty into who has her own place about a half hour away. So far, we've only been going to her place to hang out and do stuff. 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 In quotes. Yeah. No one. Also, the city she lives in has way more to do than mine. Should I continue driving to see her and avoid the awkwardness? Or should I invite her over and see how things work out? You live with mom and pop? No. No. Yeah. I I wouldn't do it either. Like, let's just go ahead and stay. Here's what place. I would do. I would sign up for a Marriott or Starwood reward program, and I would start earning a point staying in the hotel in her town. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not even staying at the hotel. I'm crashing at your place. Like, if, anything, or if she's not cool with that. 
I'm bringing an overnight, yeah. and then yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm leaving all that stuff there, I've and then I'm before. bringing a new one. I've done that before. <laughs> and then before you know it, you have like seven shirts. Uh, that's what I mean. People do it all the time. Exactly. So I mean, trust me, we're we're all equal trust there. Like yeah. so, just I put together a bunk bed today. That. I don't and even know how I got there. I can speak from experience on this one though, because uh, there was a time for about two weeks where I had to live with our parents. I had to move back in, and I had a girlfriend at the time. Super awkward having to bring your girlfriend over to your place Do you, when your parents are there. I, I didn't live there at the time, but I remember like our mom was gone and you were dating your first wife at the time. You're just going to throw it out there. And, I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> Pop and I are sitting in the living room like watching forensic files or some <laughs> shit. And you two walk out of your bedroom. Clearly, had just been doing stuff, as our <laughs> question said. And she looks at Pop and I and goes, swear to God. She goes, Thanks for having me. Pop and I die laughing. Like, we knew what you were doing in the bedroom. We know. And you said thank So, yeah. And it was super awkward. And that's why you don't take her back no, to your you place. Because uh, you don't have there's a cool no winning. older brother and a cool dad. There's no winning from that situation. No, there's not. No. Next one, at T.S. Schultz. I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old who love tailgating but occasionally get bored. What are some fun tailgating activities I can play for them to make them have more fun? Uh, so I have a five-year-old and a four-year-old. I love that you're introducing them to the tailgate scene early, I though. I think that's great. And my daughters love to play cornhole. I, that's what I was going to say. It's an easy game for them to play, and all you have to do is tell them, hey, throw it, try to make it in the hole. Yeah, so I just say, like, keep them involved. Like, obviously, they're young, and like, for young real, kids, but good for you. They're going to have fun. And, like, I maybe I need to do a better job of that, but, like, good for you just getting your kids into your environment instead of being like, oh, we can't tailgate anymore. You're like, no, we're going to tailgate, and they're going to come with us. That's great. I love that. I mean, hopefully somebody's staying sober during that whole scenario, but. Oh, that's why we don't do it. <laughs> that's why it's never happened. <laughs> Long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, my wife and I have been together for over 10 years, congratulations, and have recently hit a rough patch. Ouch. How do we get things back on track? She's a stay-at-home mom, and part of the problem is that when I'm done with work and get home, she feels like her shift is ending and I have to take over. I'm not a deadbeat, but I'm exhausted. S-O-S. That means help. <laughs> so that's a tough one. It is tough. There's a lot of questions that we almost need to ask before we can advise. Are, how many kids does she have at home with her during the day? I, I think that's question number one. What are I, I hate to almost you almost have to say what are her responsibilities throughout the day? Because like listen, that is a job. Like if she's there, that's a full time job. It's like, a full time job. Even if the kids are at school, if she's keeping up the house, that is a full time job. It sounds like there's some kids there with her because when she gets home, yep, she wants yep, to tag yep. out. Man, I think you just have to have an honest conversation. Just have a sit down and be like. I love that you're willing to sacrifice your career to, to stay home and take care of the kids, but you got to realize that I need some downtime after work too. You know, my job's stressful as well. Props to the lady because I stay at home all summer and I have my kids and it sometimes sucks and you're ready to just rip your hair out. It is a full-time job and it's sometimes terrible. Sometimes it's great, but I think you also have to have compromise in this situation because he's also at a job all day long. So I'll play devil's advocate. For him, he's at a job all day long where he's exhausted and he comes home and he's tired. So I'm not saying give him just like, a, oh, you've been at work all day. Yeah. Go do whatever you want. Tag but team. when he gets home, it should be 50 50. 
You've both been at work all day long. Right. So let's, so you let's should be having it. equal shares of that responsibility. It's not just, oh, you're at home. I've been around the house all day doing things. Now you get to do it. Y'all been making it work for over 10 years. You can figure this out. Like, Hopefully. Everything's just like, I feel like, I mean, I was married to my ex-wife for a long time. And the one thing that we didn't do well was compromise and just have honest conversations of, hey, this is what's not working for me. Because yeah, I think we were both afraid of starting a fight agreed, and or hurting feelings. Like, just have the conversation. I think that's a hard part of every marriage is that you don't have that, like, this is what's bothering me. How can we fix it? It turns into, like, a nitpicky fight. Yeah. And then someone's trying to be the bigger person, and it's like, this is not right. good. So you, you can't really take it personal. It's just like, this is what I want to work on in our relationship. So you have to have those conversations about what you want and you got to compromise because it can't just be like, you know what, when I get home from my job, I don't want anything to do with it. And that doesn't sound like what it was going to be from this guy, but right. It, it should be a 50, 50 thing. And I think you just have to voice that opinion. Like we always say, honesty is the best policy. And a rough thing for any marriage. I think when you introduce kids to it is that you lose that relationship that you have. So if you are, you've been together for over 10 years, you're going through a rough patch. You probably just need to like refine each other and I think get so. back to yeah. your roots. Like, how did you fall in love? Try to get back to that. You need a date night. Maybe, maybe leave uh, you before you go to work in the morning. Leave that lady a love letter on the table. Our dad did this for our mom. Do you remember that growing up? Pop would leave a love letter for mom on the table. Penny dropper, right? <laughs> every morning, this mf'er would leave a note on the table. Like, just. Go out of your way a little bit. A little post-it note on the mirror that yeah. she gets ready. Right. And like, oh, you look beautiful today. Yeah. You don't need that makeup today. You're beautiful. Yeah. Oh. But also, don't just be a corny asshole. Right. Have Hit those real up. conversations. DM me. I'm pretty good at this stuff. Yeah. No, I'm like, I'm a writer. I mean, I can Oh, yeah. You can come up with some. Yeah. Some I'm not good at relationships, obviously, <laughs> but I can come up with some stuff. I mean, I wasn't going to say it. I was yeah. just going to make Tony Romo noises. <laughs> I don't know. Let's take another look at that one. <laughs> what is he going to do? Oh, here? is his knee down, Jim? I don't know. I hope he doesn't do it. <laughs> but have those honest conversations that with works your lady. So well, both ways. Because you do need to like relationships, communication, and trust. That's what it's got to be. So you got to rediscover. What would do we say? It was the three C's of relationship: communication, compromise, <laughs> and communication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, all right, right next up. one <laughs> more level if, if i'm starting college this year and my goal is to make it in football journalism uh what would be the we best way for me to start oh. so I, i'll start on this question because i get asked this a lot and i kind of put out there on twitter this week they're like oh i'm starting my scouting classes whatever so actually some people hit me up and were like seriously teach me about it i would say that your best bet is to just get started you can't wait for somebody to come around and be like, we want you. Because if they don't know what you have to offer, they're not just going to say, hey, you look like you could do a really good job for us. Come do it. You Honestly, have to show them what you have. That's how most people get started is you have to do it for free to prove yourself. And it's the unfortunate you can get in a Twitter fight for hours with people about this of should you have to write for free. I think you almost have to. You're going to do it in some form. Either you're going to go to school. And you're going to major in journalism, and you're going to work for the student news for free. you got to get your foot in the door somehow. And it, you need connections. Like at some point, you need someone who has, is established who will say, no, 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 I got this person. They're good. I believe in them. Whatever. Like it, 
I have learned in my eight years in this business that my situation is unique. Most people are not going to go from working in marketing and finding a random job posting online for a, a job they've always wanted. You apply for that job and then work in it for a decade. That's not normal. Like, so I, like you said, it's, you can't start too early. Start writing, yeah. start tweeting, you know, get out, whether it's do Reddit. the Ace Ventura method of finding football players, but just yeah. interview them. Right. I mean, eventually you're going to piss them off and they'll say something. That's what I would do. We're pretty good interviewers. So, yeah. Best interviewers around. All right. Hey, boys, heading to your beautiful country for a honeymoon with the missus in November. Visiting nice. a lot of the places you guys recommended for partying. Nashville, New Orleans, Mexico. That's not our country. Mexico nope. is not. Uh, <laughs> depending on when you come, there might be a wall, actually. So uh, bring a ladder. That. Check into that or a drill. Question is, though, what's the best way to get players autographs without them thinking I'm fucking weird? <laughs> Who Fuken. the fuck is this guy? <laughs> he spelled it fucking He's not from America, obviously. Because he's coming to our country. I'm heading to Charlotte to watch my Panthers and was hoping to get some gear signed, but don't want to be told to fook off just because they think I'll sell online. Would love to have a beer with Yaz when I'm there. Australian fans. I was getting ready to say. People with the good words, mates. <laughs> well, from my experience with Australian guys here, you can say whatever you want and people just do it yeah, for they, you. They love your accent. Uh, love it. Can't get enough so of honestly, it. Honestly, what I would do is try to reach out to like the social media people. Like Reach out on Twitter and be like, hey, I'm Australian. Um, I'm coming for my honeymoon in America. Can you can you help us out? I like that. Method. More often than not, they'll say yes because it is super cool that you're coming all the way over here. So hopefully, some of those teams can and let hook us you up. Like, I mean, you're Nashville. That's the Titans. New Orleans. You got the Saints. You're obviously going to see the Panthers too. Let us know. Get in those DMs. We'll help you out. Slide, slide, like Calvin Harris. Slide in those. DMs. <laughs> all right, we'll next one. I'll read it because uh, I think maybe it has something to do with me. So I I know this guy, not well, sort of a friend of the friend situation. Anyway, he was running his mouth a while back and made a tattoo bet with his brother. That's a stupid idiot. A real public thing, too. Talked about it on their podcast. Beer maybe have been involved. Anyway, he lost his bet, and he lost it in April. How do we get this guy to update us and pay up? Good question. Okay, so I'll take the front of this one. We're working on it. I made this bet in April, and I way before April, you lost. Yeah, I lost the bet in April, and I fully plan on paying up for it. But here's the deal: when I lost draft night, Josh Allen goes top ten, right? So many people are like, "No, let us get involved. We'll sponsor it. We'll pay for it. We'll get you streaming it and all this shit." Well, then after April, it all just kind of fell apart. So I was still, I was just kind of waiting for people to be like, "All right." If you're going to pay for this fucking tattoo, let's do it. So I, I will pay up on the bet. I know yeah. that I ran my mouth very publicly and then I lost. I'm kind of looking forward to the Natty Light tattoo. Uh, there was just people said that they wanted to get involved in it and I was going to let them. And then things have kind of fallen off. So. I actually think we're having beers with our tattoo artist tonight, maybe. So we'll talk about it. I mean, he's a good guy. Maybe maybe by the time you hear this, I already have the Natty Light tattoo. I'm going to talk to him. We're gonna and we'll out. just redact this from the statement. Yeah. Re- Ooh, redact? I've been watching The Office a lot. I need to. I almost <laughs> restarted it today. I've watched that like so many times. You want to give your hot take on Michael Scott because it's fucking wrong? That he's overrated? Yeah. That's the dumbest thing I've I ever heard like you him. say. I don't like him. You don't have to like him. Have you All seen Dwight Schrute? He's a bad person. 
okay, he's yeah, he person. screws up a lot. He's an idiot, but he's funny because you laugh at it because he's not real. No, if he were real. And somebody on Twitter even went at you and was like, did you watch season seven and eight without Michael Scott? Because it was fucking terrible. It was, I feel like the writer's strike had a lot to do with that, too. Pam became weird on the show. You know, I think Michael was still there for the writer's strike, though. Oh, yeah. He crossed the line first. Or no, no, no. He was on the he side was on the with writer the writers. Side. That's right. Okay. But great. I don't. I, Michael character. Scott, I think I didn't like the end. I love the end. I liked the beginning. Didn't like the end. Okay. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> we have two questions from Reddit. You can hop on that Reddit sub form. It's at six football. First one, my fiance's bridesmaid hates me. And I've called her out on that, asking her to recuse herself from the bridal party. If she wants to see our marriage fail, oh. she's now furious and sees that as an affront. I asked her to clarify her intentions and she's too headstrong to respond to my request. My fiance thinks we're both in the wrong. Should I recant my request? He sent this unofficial like letterhead. <laughs> I feel like you need to take your glove off, slap her and challenge her to a duel. I couldn't He's even, a lawyer. I don't even really grasp the concept because I was just like fascinated <laughs> by the warriors. Like, oh, recuse. This dude's a lawyer. <laughs> Guaranteed. Okay. His fiance's bridesmaid hates him. Uh-huh. And he's called her out on Saboteur. it. Saboteur. And he wants her out of the bridal party. Okay. So that's it, basically. She's got to go. Got to go, man. She it's your go. wedding, not... It's yeah. your wedding. Who the fuck she thinks she is to get to make yeah. decisions? Like, this is a problem with our society. Everyone's every, like, so it's all about me. Everybody has their little fucking important. reality show because they got a cell phone. Kick her out of your wedding. No, she gone. Outcha. That's what I do. Too. If she's not there to support your wedding, like, you guys made your decision... Your fiance said, yes, you're moving forward with this. If she can't support that, then she doesn't need to be there. I agree. I don't want to be a, you got to pick me or her, but you got to pick me or her. <laughs> and if it goes south for you, like if you're better to off. to that point, really, bro. Yeah, just go oh, ahead no. and get out of there because yeah, she can't be doing that before your wedding. That and I'm pretty, I wouldn't say anti-wedding, but I just don't get why you would do it. But if she's not going to be there and be supportive, she shouldn't be a bridesmaid. Like, right. isn't that their whole deal? Like, they're bridesmaid, if I'm breaking down that word, it's like, okay, there's a bride and then a maid. She's probably there to help out. Right. She's there a bride. Clean. Right. Uh, if she can't do that, she's not qualified for the job. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> Last question from Reddit. Got challenged by a friend to get out of my comfort zone and do something bucket list level. Any suggestions on things you guys have done that you consider crazy? life-altering or mind-blowing that I could try, hashtag fantasy sweet. So I don't want to talk about drugs. <laughs> I was going to say cocaine, <laughs> but uh, I have never tried it. Too scared. So I would have said skydiving, but then I listened to this podcast, and it was talking about this dude, this skydiver who cut his own cords Oh yeah, yeah, suicide. Yeah. And then out. I'm out on skydiving now. No. Man. Out of your comfort zone. Yeah, out of your comfort zone. Skinny I don't know. dip? That's small. Learn to fly a plane. Ooh, I'm I was just going to so say learn how to fly, but no, then people yeah. will be jumping off buildings. Please don't try to learn how to fly. <laughs> Disclaimer. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of just do whatever I want, so it's hard for me. Not much takes me out of my comfort zone except for water. Maybe. So if you can't swim, learn how to swim. Well, also listening to another that's podcast where this chick died because she couldn't swim, and her boyfriend may or may not have slapped her off the boat. Mm. I listen to a lot of weird podcasts. Yep. <laughs> have you Same picked here. up on that? 
Same here. So I, I don't know. What's I, my, I haven't even established like my running own with the bulls bucket list. Oh, that would be running a good with one. the bulls. Yeah, you want to get crazy? You want to do, do some that. shit? Running with the bulls. If or you got to do it while you're still young yeah, too, yeah, 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 or yeah. you will die doing it. Or tailgate at a Bills game. Yeah, jump Either on one. a burning table. Either one. That's on my bucket list. Do they come? Like, could you tailgate with them in like Kansas City? I have no desire to go to Buffalo. I want to go to Buffalo. <sighs> it's cold and they have wings. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big wing guy. Tommy, what wing? I am a big wing guy. I know you are, but I'm just, I don't know, they're messy and then... Like you eat with and, one hand blech. and you keep, you got your phone hand and your wing hand and you're fine. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. I, I would, cheese, I would just, tailgate with them. Uh, I probably wouldn't eat their wings, though. It's kind of like we went to Philly and had cheesesteaks. Just going to disappoint you. <laughs> exactly. Like, Hackett's is uh, better. I like, I like your idea, though. With the tailgating, with the bills, running with the bulls, yeah. those those are things that you might want to check off your bucket list if you want to get crazy. Disclaimer: uh, streak at a sporting event. Oh yeah, except for did you see that guy that streaked not too long ago and got tackled? I just mean, you're going to get hurt. tore up by the other. Actually, fan, don't do that because that's like people now are just looking for hit sticks. Like they're going to build Goldberg your ass. Oh yeah, especially after that other kid got laid out. Like yeah, you're going to get jacked up. Yeah. Maybe just fall in love, you know? Uh, going to a Duke game would be mine. Oh, like, yeah. I, I want it? to go to Cameron That's Indoor. That's on my bucket list. I feel like we could probably knock that one off Well, quickly. it's kind of far away. North Carolina, heard of it. Airplanes, heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> we could fly to Charlotte, rent a car, and go to Camden Indoor. All right, let's do it then. I'll check that off my own bucket list. I'm not joking. No, I'm not either. It's literally this. on my bucket list. All right, we got any listeners in North Carolina? We need a place to stay for a couple nights. That's our show. Thanks to our buddy Colton Underwood. That was a great interview with him. Uh, I know you guys are like, oh, Bachelorette. Watch it. Give it a chance. That's all you got to do. I promise you'll be happy with it. Because yeah, uh, we of, would never let you know. Some of our listeners slid in the DMs on Monday night and were like, I, I can't believe you guys really watched this, but I'm kind of interested. Thank you. Well, as Colton told us tonight, Bachelor in Paradise is going to start up. I believe it's August 7th. 25th. 7th. 27th. <laughs> no. Shush. I got it. It starts <laughs> August 7th. I'm finger numbers and they're backward. I don't yeah, know what you're it here with me. I got it. It's August 7th. August 7th. You're going to want to check on that ABC. out on ABC. It's a very entertaining show. You can check out Colton Underwood. Uh, follow him on Twitter, as we said in the interview. He's doing some great things with his Legacy Foundation. It's a great cause. I know you guys like to get involved with the uh, foundations that we have and we do around here, and his is also great. So thank you again for joining us for another week of just rambunctious wild talk with me and at NFL Draft Scout. Thank you guys, and have a wonderful weekend.